0: You're listening to the Quince Podcast. Do you need to eat three meals a day? Does eating more meals speed up your metabolism? Is breakfast the most important meal of the day? The answer to all of these questions is a big fat no. And if I had a rupee for every time I got into an argument with someone about this, I'd be rich right now. But that's not how life works. Hi, you're listening to Vishnu Secret Life, the podcast where you learn something new about nutrition, fitness, life, or lifestyle choices, usually from my own, sometimes questionable decisions. I'm your host, Vishnu Gopinath. In this episode, we are discussing two topics I always get questions about. Intermittent fasting and the Paleolithic lifestyle. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe to the Quince Podcast channel. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. If you want to hear other similar podcasts, you can also head over to the Quince Podcast section. I recommend our podcast series on relationships, how I dealt with it. It's hosted by one of my colleagues, Divyani And if you have relationship problems that just don't seem to end, that's the one you should listen to. Now most people who I've met will know this. I cringe when someone asks me if I'm on a diet. Why? Because I usually get the question a lot when I'm eating a meal that's mostly just meat. Because I'm not usually on a diet. Or at least I don't like calling it a diet. Because I eat Paleo. And Paleo is not just about eating or a diet. It's about eating, sleeping, working out and living a certain way for a more wholesome, happy life. I covered paleo a little bit in my previous podcast about the best kind of diet you can follow. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. On this episode, I dive deep into both the paleolithic diet as well as the topic of intermittent fasting. So, let's get into it. I'm going to cover Paleolithic eating, Paleolithic living, Paleolithic working out, as well as intermittent fasting on this podcast. So, stick around. Going Paleo means getting a little bit closer to nature, but not becoming a complete hippie. Hey man, watch your step. It starts with how you eat. So, what can you eat and what can't you eat when you're eating Paleo? You can eat a lot of meat, a lot of vegetables, some fruits, and nuts. And you need to avoid highly processed or refined food. In simple terms, eat a high-fat, high-protein diet with no grains, no cereal, very little dairy and no processed artificial sugars. This means you can and you should eat a large amount of meat. And contrary to people's confused and often misguided opinions, this isn't bad for you. Unless you have a pre-existing health condition that says you shouldn't eat too much meat, um, always consult your doctor just to be safe but also speak to a nutritionist so you get a more rounded approach to answer that question. So how much meat should you eat? Well, uh, if you want a quantifiable number, what I would suggest is you take your body weight in kilograms if you're Indian like me and multiply that into 2.2 or basically convert it into pounds and then you eat one gram of protein per pound of body weight. So for example, say you weigh 90 kilograms then you would be approximately 200 pounds in uh, well in pounds and you would need anywhere from 180 to 200 grams of protein per day now is there a situation where you can potentially eat too much protein yes there is if you suffer from pre-existing conditions like I told you earlier you should always check with your doctor first but that aside you wanna eat protein that's rich in protein as well as has a decent amount of fat why? Because, see, if you eat food that's just high in protein and very lean, it leads to this condition called rabbit starvation. What is rabbit starvation? Well, like the name, rabbit starvation is a situation where uh, it happens in a lot of indigenous or Native American tribes when people just eat rabbit meat for a very long time. What happens is, rabbit meat is very lean, it's very high in protein, but it is very low in fat. And fat is the ingredient in food, apart from carbohydrates, that offers you satisfaction and makes you satiated. When you don't eat fat, you can eat as much protein as you want. You'll be full, but you'll never feel full or satisfied. So you need to make sure you're getting protein with fat in it. And what happens is when you have rabbit starvation, you keep eating and eating and eating more protein, but you never really feel full. And this eventually can lead to a potentially dangerous amount of protein in your body. But again, that's a really, really large amount. And if you're sticking to the 1 to 1.2 grams per pound and adjusting up and down for, you know, amount of exercise that you do or whatever, then you should be fairly safe. That's why in Paleo, you don't cut out essential fats. There are good, natural, healthy fats. Fats have been demonized and vilified a lot over the past 50 years. But people are finally coming around to realize that good, clean, naturally available fats are good for your body. In fact, they're essential for your body. Now, how do you adapt this to your lifestyle? So when you're eating paleo, I would suggest, say you're eating eggs. I would never say eat eggs without the egg yolk. Eat the whole egg. In fact, if you don't eat the whole egg, you're wasting a very good, very valuable source of nutrition. And eating just the egg white is not something I personally recommend. For two reasons. One, you're wasting good nutrition and good cholesterol by not eating the yolk. And two, just plain egg whites are boring as hell. Now let's move on to the next part. Next, include vegetables in your diet. You need them to feel more full and also vegetables provide fiber. Fiber is what helps you poop. You might not need it right now if you're really young, but as you grow older you will need more fiber in your diet. Plus, vegetables are really filling, fairly inexpensive and they're really hard to overeat. I mean, when was the last time you know someone who said I overate a plate of broccoli or I overate a bowl of spinach? It's really hard to do. Um, But one thing you need to keep in mind when you're incorporating vegetables in your diet is don't overcook your vegetables. Because the more you cook vegetables, the more you boil them or the more heat you apply to them, the more they are sapped of nutrients. So try and stick to stir-fries, little bit of steaming or other basic simple preparations when you're having your vegetables. Cook them with healthy fats like the healthy fats I told you about earlier. Uh, Stick with stuff like coconut oil, butter, ghee, bacon fat or any uh, other naturally available fats. Try and avoid vegetable oils, refined oils and uh, other processed oils that aren't naturally available. Um, On the topic of olive oil, I'm sure a lot of you are wondering if it's healthy or not. So the thing is, olive oil is relatively heart healthy. You can have it in salads, you can use it as dressing. But for cooking, I wouldn't suggest olive oil because... Olive oil has a very low smoke point, which means it starts smoking at a very, very low uh, temperature itself. So by the time you hit like 70 to 80 degrees Celsius, I think, it starts to smoke. The problem with the low smoke point is that when oils start to smoke, they usually release other dangerous, potentially toxic compounds. Right. So you want to incorporate olive oil if you'd like, but I suggest you only use it to uh, make dressings for salads and stuff, not as a... Uh, cooking oil, right? And finally, one thing you should focus on, whether it's your meat, your vegetables or your fats, is to try and get your food from the most natural sources available. I'm not saying burn through your budget by eating just organic crap, but uh, you can't use the excuse that you want to eat just meat or you're allowed to eat just meat uh, to eat as much salami and other processed uh, cold cuts and stuff like that. For example, you can't just eat salami all the time and say you're eating a healthy diet. You can have it sometimes, but I would suggest you avoid these because they tend to have a lot of uh, nitrates and other stuff that can lead to, well, problems later on in life if you don't regulate it. Try to focus on eating uh, naturally sourced animals, naturally available animals, animals that have grown up in the wild or animals that have uh, grown up on a farm, not animals that are... That are processed and specifically raised to become uh, food for people, like mass-produced ones. Like I would avoid—I mean, I'm not taking specific names—but most fast-food franchises, uh, purely because the animals that they raise are usually raised to be as large as possible. So, and this isn't uh, this isn't easily accomplished by just natural means. So they end up usually injecting them with a few hormones that will lead to problems later on in life if you keep eating them frequently and regularly. In this case, at least, you are what you eat. Right? Okay, so now we've got the healthy eating part of the way. So now we've got the healthy eating out of the way, let's talk about how to work out paleolithically and how to live a little more like our ancestors did. And that's where we're going to talk about intermittent fasting, so stick around. So as far as working out goes, we'll try to exercise like cavemen used to. They didn't have, like, fixed workout routines, they didn't have a gym, they didn't have a swimming pool. Their exercise was almost always functional. Walking long distances uh, at a slow to moderate pace, sprinting occasionally to chase and hunt animals, lifting heavy rocks, uh, uh, chopping wood, climbing ledges, and so on. You get it. Mostly, exercises that occurred naturally had a functional purpose and worked out more than one muscle group. None of this, I'll work biceps Monday, back Tuesday chest Wednesday all the exercises that they did usually worked multiple muscle groups together compound exercises in other words so what exercises specifically would I recommend well first and foremost you can start by walking uh, for long distances say to 45 minutes maybe uh, two to three times a week and uh, apart from this as far as cardio goes you could do sprints one to two times a week so, uh, with sprints, I suggest you go with high intensity interval training, which is when you uh, run or swim or do whatever cardio you're doing at 35% of your heart rate, 35 to 40% of your heart rate for a minute or so. And then you cycle this with 15 to 45 seconds of full power, high intensity, and full energy uh, working out. Say you walk at a 4km pace for a minute and a half and you run at 13 to 14 kilometers uh, per hour for the next 15 to 35 seconds and you keep cycling these and you do this say once or twice a week trust me if you're doing this as a beginner you will have trouble getting through even 10 minutes so if you're just starting out slowly work your way up from say 10 minutes to 15 minutes to 20 to 25 minutes but try not to go more than 25 minutes because you'll end up just training yourself too much unnecessarily Finally, lift heavy things. But here again, remember what I told you earlier. Don't just work out one muscle in isolation. Uh, Focus on compound lifts. That is, exercises that engage more than one muscle group at a time. Stuff like deadlifts, squats, push-ups, burpees, bench press, overhead presses, lunges, planks. These are all very functional exercises that will help you retain muscle while burning fat. The number of sets and reps you do is up to you. Uh, but I would suggest you try focusing on lifting heavy and progressively lifting heavier. And uh, you can also eat your carbs in the uh, time period around your workout. Before and after your workout, that's usually the best time to eat your carbs. And like with any weight loss plan, the formula for good health is 80% diet, 20% workout. Eat like a caveman and work out like a caveman. But please don't act like a caveman with people in your life because they will be scandalized and then you'll tell them Hey, I heard Vishnu say it. No, I'm not liable for that, alright? So now let's talk about the last piece of the puzzle. Paleo living or a paleo lifestyle. Here we're going to also discuss intermittent fasting. Uh, So let's get to it. So, living paleo means living like our ancestors may have lived. I'm not telling you to move into a cave and try to start fires regularly or go out hunting for animals with spears but uh, i'm talking about adapting the best parts of their lifestyles to benefit us so i would this you could start this by say minimizing stress one major thing and one major cause of most chronic illnesses in our lives nowadays is stress it's usually because we have constant or chronic stress so think about it cavemen when they when would they have stress usually when they were being uh, hunted or chased by an animal or their lives were at risk or when they had a scarcity of food. So uh, stress releases cortisol and sometimes adrenaline, which are both hormones that are designed to protect you and get you out of stressful situations. These are supposed to be released in small bursts uh, very infrequently, not constant stress, worry and anxiety, uh, which leads to a continuous release of these hormones which tends to, well, lead to all the problems I told you about earlier, lifestyle diseases and other stuff. So first and foremost, try to minimize stress, whether it's work, personal stuff, or whatever it is, minimize stress, maybe try to meditate, deep breathing, all of these things will help. Next is something that most of us are guilty of not doing, and that is sleeping well and sleeping enough. So, cavemen didn't have TVs, computers, cell phones and other screens, so they usually woke up with the sun and they went to sleep after the sunset. But nowadays we have TV screens, cell phones and a whole lot of other things that not just keep us up late at night, but also disturb our sleep cycle because they're throwing light in your face and your eyes, uh, usually at a time when your body is not expecting it or supposed to have it, right? So I'll tell you a little bit more about sleeping. I've already done a dedicated podcast on that. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes again. Um, But that said, minimize exposure to bright lights, sleep properly in a dark, comfortable room, and you will feel a lot better for it. Finally, let's get to intermittent fasting, the thing that most of you have been waiting for, I'm sure. Intermittent fasting is a great way to lose fat, and it is a big part of the paleo lifestyle, whether you know it or not. So, intermittent fasting and the right diet can together help you lose a lot of weight, gain muscle really effectively, understand your hunger better, and become free from the routine of eating three meals a day or eating, in some people's cases, five to six meals a day. So, before I tell you how to intermittent fast or a few ways to do it, I'm going to tell you why you should do it by showing you some of the benefits. Some of these benefits are fairly well known, some are less known. So, you can pick Whichever way suits your lifestyle, and you can do that kind of fasting. But first, let's tell you why you should do it. First, intermittent fasting is when you eat in a specific fixed window of time during the day, and don't eat for the rest of the day. And this time period or this window is usually much shorter than the rest of the time you spend during the day. So, uh, you would spend, say, an 8-hour window during the day when you're allowed to eat, and the rest of the 16 hours, you will not eat. For example, if you want a real-world demonstration of this, you might choose to eat only in the window from 2pm till 10pm, or from 4pm till 11pm. The rest of the time, you don't eat anything. You can have, uh, say, black coffee, black tea, um, or even water, but nothing else. Intermittent fasting is a great way to maintain your health, but only if you do it right. It's also a part of many cultures, especially Indian culture, when people fast usually once, I guess once a week or once a month, I don't know about it specifically, but people do fast in Indian culture. I know that for a fact. So intermittent fasting helps you lose fat faster. If you combine intermittent fasting with a clean diet, you can actually lose a lot of fat really fast. And this works because you have a smaller window to eat, and if you eat healthy, nutritious food, it's hard to overeat. Um but if you're using this as an excuse, if you're using fasting as an excuse to eat junk, I would say just stop doing it and give up already because it's not okay it's okay to slip up once or twice it's okay to fail when you're trying to fast but if you're using it as a frequent excuse to just eat junk just don't do it so what i would suggest is you fast for say 14 to 18 hours a day and after that you eat healthy natural food and you will see results second intermittent fasting or if because I can't keep saying intermittent fasting, intermittent fasting, it's a lot of work. Anyway, IF also cleans your body up. Uh, think of it like a spring cleaning for your body because what it does is it cleans up old, dying or uh, useless cells and uh, tissue matter that just has been laying there. It does this by a process called cellular autophagy. It's basically a fast forward cleaning up process for your body. And this usually starts anywhere from 16 to 18 hours after your, you know start fasting and uh, you can get the maximum benefits of it up to I think 48 to 72 hours after you start. But again, um, that's a lot of time and what I would suggest is you start slow. Start with 16 hour fasts, move it up to 18 hours, 20 hours if you want to and uh, 24 hours and you know eventually you can try other extremes of fasting but again speak to a doctor and make sure you do it sensibly, do not be stupid about it because I am not liable for anything that goes wrong with you if you don't take the proper precautions. Now, Third, intermittent fasting also helps you understand your hunger better. It helps you tell the difference between real organic hunger and just you know craving food because your body is used to eating at specific time periods or that you feel like you should eat at this specific time it actually helps you understand your hunger a lot better and finally fasting also helps you get over the whole pointless routine of eating three fixed meals a day or five meals a day think about it our ancestors didn't have takeout they didn't have fixed meal times they didn't have kitchens they used to hunt and eat whenever they could find food when they couldn't find food they would starve or they would fast but why didn't they lose energy when they were fasting well that's where ketosis comes in and i've talked about ketosis before it's your body's self-defense mechanism it prevents your body from becoming weak and you know completely low energy when you haven't eaten for a long time Uh, ketosis is when your body dips into its own fat stores to uh, get energy and it uses them to generate ketones ketones give you energy so this made sure that humans could hunt and keep hunting even when they didn't have food for a long time. Otherwise, they would just end up dead. But your body does need to be in a state where it hasn't eaten for a long enough time for you to go into ketosis. Ketosis is your survival mechanism. And in the paleo diet, we will be also using ketosis to our benefits. In fact, when uh, I'm on ketosis, or when I am, you know, in a state of ketosis, I am a lot calmer, I think a lot easier. I am more even tempered, I don't have mood swings, which is the exact opposite of what used to happen to me when I used to eat like a proper high sugar, high grains, high rice, whatever diet. Um, I used to get cranky earlier when I didn't eat properly or when I missed a meal. If I didn't have enough energy, whatever reason it was, I used to just get low energy, cranky, and I used to snap at everyone. I'm sure we've all felt this at some time, it's called being hangry for fucks sake. Now, one more thing, you can also use fasted workouts to maximize fat loss. How do you do this? Well, first let me just tell you, it's a little bit extreme, it's a little bit tough. So what you do is you fast for 16 to 18 hours, then you hit the gym, you lift heavy, or you do some cardio, you exert yourself properly, and after you're done with that, you fast again for say 45 minutes and then you break your fast with some healthy natural proteins and carbs. This maximizes fat loss but also makes sure that you retain muscle fairly effectively. But let me just warn you because this is not easy. It's definitely not for someone who's just beginning their diet lifestyle or whatever. And it is something that will be a little bit difficult. Um, But what I found works for me is black coffee helps me power through the workout because you will be low on energy. And uh, apart from that, Yeah, it's just a matter of conviction and uh, black coffee does help a lot. So yeah, kudos to black coffee. And uh, make sure you don't use this as an excuse to eat junk again. And if you're doing this, I'll just say one more thing. Make sure you sleep on time because if you stay up late, you will feel hungry for junk and you will end up eventually indulging and then you'll be on this emotional roller coaster where you beat yourself up about it and you eat more junk. It's just not worth it. So... Fast, eat well, eat right, sleep on time. Once more, if you suffer from diabetes or any other chronic or lifestyle diseases that could you know, be problematic if you are not uh, taking care of your health properly, speak to your doctor and also speak to a nutritionist so you get a more uniform, well-informed, rounded approach to answer this question. Finally, I will only suggest you start intermittent fasting and fasted workouts well into your diet. Like a few weeks down the line, a few months down the line even maybe, that's when you should start incorporating intermittent fasting and fasted workouts much much further down the line. Um, Just plan ahead a little bit and you will be able to pull it off. You will be able to pull off a 16-20 to hour fast, you will be able to stick with your diet. Just make sure you give yourself a strong enough reason why you want to do it, not just how you'll do it. If you have a strong enough why, you will be more likely to stick with it. Whether you want to look good naked in front of the mirror, whether you want to uh, get fit, whether you want to fit into a specific dress, whatever it is, give yourself a strong why and you will stick with it. If you have any doubts, remember you can write to me at podcastatthequint.com or you can tweet to me at VishnuSaysWhat on Twitter. I'll leave links to both of those again in the show notes. And with that said, uh, we are always happy to get more feedback. We are always happy to try different topics. If you have any suggestions on what topics I should do next, do let me know, write into us. And uh, that's all we have for you on this edition of Vishnuki's Secret Life. Join us again next time, where I'm going to go over most likely nootropics and smart drugs. But in case I don't, I'll make sure it's something as interesting, if not more so.